Okay, let's get to the latest on Omicron. Got lots of questions, even more concerns, growing concerns. As a matter of fact, vaccine researcher, family physician, Dr. Iris Gorfinkel, she will join us coming up at the bottom of the hour. She'll be on the air with us in the next 15 minutes, as she is each and every uh, Wednesday. We're going to talk to her about a lot of things, including uh, Canada expanding the travel ban, uh, looking for booster guidance as well, uh, when and if booster shots will be available uh, on a larger scale because of uh, Omicron. We're going to talk to Dr. Gorfinkel about it all coming up here in just a matter of minutes. But what does it mean? What does this new variant mean for those who are planning on traveling soon? For that part of the story, let's welcome in Gabor Lukash, air passengers rights expert who joins us now here on Global News Radio. Gabor, good afternoon. Appreciate your time. Good afternoon, Corey. All right. It's Jeff. Sorry, you were just talking to Corey a second ago. That's okay. Uh, What if I am concerned, Gabor, about the uh, news regarding Omicron that uh, I'm hearing things, different things each and every day? I've got a trip planned in the next little while and I want to cancel. Uh, I don't feel safe uh, traveling. Uh, What are my rights as a passenger? That's a very difficult question because just because you have subjective fears, that's not a ground for canceling. Even if there is a government advisory, if the flight actually operates, it may be more a matter for your travel insurance uh, of some sort than for the airline. If the airline is willing and available to operate the flight, uh, then then it's not really up to them to absorb the loss that you may decide to cancel. Some airlines uh, are offering and have been offering in the past tickets that are somewhat refundable, at least for a voucher, even if you personally decide to cancel for your own personal preference reasons, like in this case. Um, It is a different matter if, for example, a country shuts down its airports, flight no longer operates, or if uh, it shuts down uh, for for travel from certain countries. Um, In that case, perhaps you can seek a refund. Not an easy situation. The easiest situation from a passenger's perspective is if the airline cancels. All right. So there is a difference there, obviously. I mean, if a, a country shuts down air travel, shuts down its airport, uh, do Canadian Canadian travelers automatically uh, get a refund as opposed to wanting to cancel themselves over some fears? Yeah. If, 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 the, uh, if, the, if a flight is canceled for any reason, uh, the airline has to offer a refund. We have seen it. It hasn't been happening. I've seen the first wave. And there's, a, there's been a lot of misinformation circulating out there, but the law has always been very clear, both provincially and federally, that if the airline doesn't operate a flight, you have to get a refund. All right. And it is a refund. They give you back uh, the cash, what you paid for the uh, ticket, uh, not vouchers for some time down the road or in the future? Vouchers on the refund. Voucher is a voucher. A refund means reimbursement to the original form of payment of every dollar you paid. Okay. And is that something, Gabor, that has uh, recently uh, changed? Because as we know, the airline industry went through a lot of turmoil on a number of fronts uh, during the uh, pandemic. It continues to do so. But once they got uh, back up and uh, running, one of the major sticking points, obviously, was just everybody that was holding tickets and they were told that they would be offered vouchers and finally got refunds. Are refunds more forthcoming now uh, coming out of the pandemic? Well, it's, it's a good question because the law has not changed and there was no need for the law to change because the law has always been the three funds road to passengers. That's not new. Uh, what has changed perhaps is the, is the uh, appetite um, of um, airlines to comply with the law, perhaps. 
we have also seen in the U.S. that the U.S. Department of Transportation cracked down on airlines that were disobeying the law. Air Canada uh, was uh, handed over handed a record fine of 4.5 million U.S. for having shortchanged travelers for essentially engaging in wrongdoing by withholding refunds for passengers. Uh, so there has been a clear messaging, at least south of the border and in the European Union, that it's not a way to do business. Uh, in Canada, unfortunately, we have been seeing lots of problems with our own federal regulator, the Canadian Transportation Agency, but they are not the only source of your rights in the provincial law. It's been clear, for example, in BC, BC uh, Consumer Protection, that's a provincial regulator, came down very clear on the side of passengers saying that if you made purchases with a credit card and the services are not being delivered, then uh, you can apply for a statutory chargeback and the financial institution has to reverse the charges on your part. And if they don't, then they were actually willing to step in and, and, uh, and take enforcement action. I just wish it was happening also federally and perhaps in Ontario. BC has been very, very good with that. Yeah, talk to us a bit more about that, if you could, Gabor, because I think that's an eye-opener for a lot of people, because I thought that, you know, air travel, airspace, that was a federal jurisdiction, federally regulated, but uh, you're saying that uh, it differs uh, amongst jurisdictions and provinces, and what happens, say, at the Calgary airport might be much different than what happens at uh, Pearson in Toronto. This is a great question. Airports themselves are, of course, federal jurisdiction, and so are airlines. However, um, there, there are three decisions from 2014 from the Supreme Court of Canada, which confirmed that even federally regulated entities like banks for example, or airlines have to comply with provincial consumer protection of general applicability. So let's, let's try to translate it to everyday language. Um, a province cannot make an airline specific legislation. It cannot pass its own passenger bill of rights but it certainly can pass a law which says that any merchant that does business with residents of that province is bound by some commercial standards. For example, if the services are not delivered, then they have to issue a refund. And, and if every merchant, not just airlines, but anybody in that province have to meet a particular standard of commercial dealings with consumers, then airlines also have to meet that. And is the refund, by the way, is it the total purchase price of the ticket? By that, I mean not only the ticket, but taxes uh, paid. Uh, maybe if you yeah. paid in advance for uh, baggage, uh, luggage, is it the entire refund? Absolutely everything to the last cent. All right. Uh, and again, if uh, you are thinking about canceling a trip right now because of this new variant and concerns uh, over it, I think we need to make uh, very clear that there has been no ruling by uh, the federal or provincial governments uh, regarding uh, travel. There's been travel bans uh, put in place by the uh, federal government, but Canadians can still travel right now. So if you do want to cancel, you need cancellation insurance to get money back? That's, that's exactly it. And, and you have to also read very clearly what the terms and conditions are for the cancellation insurance because um, some of them will apply only if you have a medical emergency. Now, just being afraid of COVID well, it may be a very wise decision, wise choice not to travel if you don't absolutely have to. It doesn't mean that you have an immediate medical emergency. Um, so considerations of this nature are, are certainly worth, worth bearing in mind. I can tell you that if you don't absolutely have to travel, in a current situation, I would postpone travel. Cancellation insurance, sorry, there's different levels of it or different uh, types. Yeah. I think most people would be surprised to hear that as well, Gabor. They would think cancellation insurance is exactly that, cancellation insurance. Well, cancel, their cancellation, you know, like any insurance, the question is what the risks are covered. So there can be some risk that 
you break a leg two days before your flight and therefore cannot fly. It can be a risk that there is some issue at the destination because of which it's not safe to travel anymore. Um, you know, it, it, the difference is between a, between a contract, normal contract and insurance is that with a contract, you pay for a particular service and if you don't provide it, they don't provide that service, you have to get a refund for that. With insurance, you pay for them to assume specific risks and only those risks. So, you know, to put it to, the, the, what I like to tell my students, I, I was teaching some insurance mathematics a couple, uh, couple of years ago, and uh, if your insurance is for breaking a leg, then if you break an arm, it's not covered. All right, listen, let me ask you as well, Gabor, before we let you go, uh, despite uh, everything that is going on right now with this new variant, with Omicron, everything that we've, uh, you know, endured during this entire pandemic, am I right in saying that it doesn't seem like much has changed when it comes to airline passengers, uh, their rights and their uh, ability to get to a refund? It seems like it's still a fairly a laborious and complex uh, task. In Canada, we are still facing significant problems because the federal government doesn't have the appetite to enforce the law. In the US, there has been lots of positive developments. So we're in the European Union. Here in Canada, perhaps we now better understand what other tools we have at our disposal. For example, on our and on our website, airpassengerrise.ca, we developed a whole guide for statutory chargeback for each of the provinces where it is available. So we have amassed more information now. We have more ability to help people. But still, uh, unfortunately, Canada has been and remains the, uh, in some way, the safe haven for white collar crime, which includes stealing passengers' money, which what we have seen airlines doing. All right. I got to leave it there. Gabor, really appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. You bet. Gabor Lukash is an air passenger rights expert. We'll get a break and then we're back here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.